Section 11 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Aparna Bhatt. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. The Fourth Day of the Ill Effects of Impatience When it was the fourth day, the fourth wazir, whose name was Dushad, made his appearance and, prostrating himself to his liege lord, said to him, O king, let not the talk of yonder youth delude thee, for that he is not a truth-teller. As long as he shall remain alive, the folk will not leave talking, nor will thy heart cease to be occupied with him cried the king. By Allah, thou sayest sooth, and I will cause fetch him this day and slay him between my hands. Then bade he bring the youth, so they fetched him in fetters, and he said to him, Woe to thee, thinkest thou to appease my heart with thy prate, whereby the days are spent in talk? I mean to do thee die this day and be quit of thee. Said the youth, O king, tis in thy power, to put me out of the world, when so thou wilt. But haste is the wont of the ignoble, and patience the sign of the noble. And thou do me to death, thou wilt repent. And when thou desire to bring me back to life, thou wilt not be able. Indeed, whoso acteth hastily in an affair, there befallen him what befell Bizad, son of the king. Quoth the king, And what is his tale? replied the treasurer. O king, hear. The Story of Prince Bizad There was once of olden time a king, and he had a son Bizad hight. There was not in his tide a fairer than he, and he loved to fellow with the folk, and to mix with the merchants, and sit and talk with them. One day, as he was seated in an assembly amongst a number of people, he heard them talking of his own beauty and loveliness and saying, There be not in his time a fairer than he. But one of the company said, Indeed, the daughter of king such an one is similar than he. When Bizad heard this saying, his reason fled and his heart fluttered, and he called the last speaker and said to him, Repeat to me that which thou saidst, and tell me the truth concerning her whom thou avouchest to be goodlier than I, and whose daughter she is, quoth the man. She is the daughter of king such an one. Whereupon Bizad's heart claved to her, and his colour changed. Presently the news reached his sire, who said to him, O my son, this maiden to whom thy heart cleaveth is at thy command, and we have power over her, so wait till I demand her in wedlock for thee. But the prince said, I will not wait. So the king hastened in the matter, and sent to demand her of her sire, who required of him an hundred thousand dinars paid down to his daughter's dowry. Quoth Bizat's father, So be it. And weighed out what was in his treasuries, and there remained to his charge but a little of the dower. So he said, Have patience, O my son, till we gather together the rest of the money, and send to fetch her for thee 
since now she is become thine. Therewith the prince waxed wroth with exceeding wrath and cried, I will not have patience. So he took his sword and his lance, and mounting his horse, went forth and fell to cutting the way. It chanced one day that he fell upon a company of folk who overcame him by dint of numbers, and taking him prisoner, pinioned him and carried him to the lord of that land wherein he was a highwaying. The king saw his semblance and loveliness, and misdoubting of him, said, This be no robber's favour. Tell me truly, O youth, who thou art. Bizad was ashamed to acquaint him with his condition, and preferred death for himself, so he answered, I am not but a thief and a bandit. Quoth the king, It behoveth us not to act hastily in the matter of this youth, but that we look into his affair, for that impatience gendereth penitence. So he imprisoned him in his palace, and assigned him one to serve him. Meanwhile the news spread abroad that Bizad, son of the Suvaran, was lost, whereupon his father sent letters in quest of him to all the kings, including him, with whom he was imprisoned. When the letter reached the latter, he praised Almighty Allah, for that he had not anyways hastened in Bizad's affair, and bidding them bring him before himself, said to him, Art thou minded to destroy thy life? Quoth Bizad, I did this for fear of shame. And the king said, And thou fear shame, thou shouldst not practice haste in thy doings. Knowest thou not that the fruit of impatience is repentance? Had we hasted, we also, like thee, had repented. Then he conferred on him a robe of honour, and engaged to him for the completion of the dowry, and sent to his father, giving him the glad tidings, and comforting his heart with news of his son's safety, after which he said to Bizad, Arise, O my son, and go to thy sire. Rejoined the prince, O king, complete thy kindness to me by hastening my going in to my wife. For, an I go back to my sire, the time will be long till he send a messenger, and he return, promising me dispatch. The king laughed and marvelled at him and said to him, I fear for thee from this precipitancy, lest thou come to shame and win not thy wish. Then he gave him Muchal of wealth, and wrote him letters, commending him to the father of the princess, and dispatched him to them. When he drew near their country, the king came forth to meet him with the people of his realm, and assigned him a fine lodging, and bade hasten the going in of his daughter to him, in compliance with the other king's letter. He also advised the princess father of his son's coming, and they busied themselves with the affair of the young lady. When it was the day of the bride's going in, Bizad, of his impetuosity and lack of patience, betook himself to the wall, which was between himself and her lodging, and wherein was a hole pierced, and of his haste looked through it, so he might see his bride. But her mother espied him, and this was grievous to her, so she took from one of the pages two red-hot iron spits, and thrust them into the hole through which the prince was looking. The spits ran into his eyes, and put them out, and he fell down fainting, and the wedding festival was changed to mourning and sore concern. See then, O king, continued the youth, the issue of the prince's haste and lack of deliberation, for indeed his impatience bequeathed him long penitence, and his joy turned to annoy.
and on likewise was it with the woman who hastened to put out his eyes and delayed not to deliberate all this was the doing of haste wherefore it behoveth the king not to be hasty in putting me to death for that i am under the hold of his hand and whatso time thou desirest my slaughter it shall not escape thee when the king heard this his anger subsided and he said return him back to the prison till tomorrow so we may look into his case end of section 11 recording by aparnabhat